Welcome to the Live Your Dream Podcast, episode 15, How to Pursue Your Dreams Even When Your Loved Ones Don't Believe in Them. I'm your host, Lena Lee. Before I start the show today, I want to let you know that I'm working on a new episode where I'll be answering your questions. So if you have any questions or challenges in your career or about pursuing your dreams, please send me a message on my website. You can click on today's show notes on your podcast app to go to my website or go to selinalee.co, that is C-E-L-I-N-A-L-E-E dot C-O and you can leave me a message on the contact page. I've also put together a guide to the three steps of finding true career fulfillment, which is the answer to a question I get the most. How did the successful people I've met figure out what they want to do with their lives? If you are interested, you can also download it on today's show notes on your podcast app or on my website, selinalee.co forward slash episode 15. One of the questions I get a lot is, I really want to pursue my dreams, but my parents, my partner, or my family doesn't believe in them and don't support my dreams. So how do we pursue our dreams even when our loved ones don't believe in them? So today I want to share with you my story of pursuing my dream of writing a book and how unsupportive my mom was. As I've shared with you in my very first episode, my very first childhood dream was to write a book. I've always loved to read since I was a little girl, and I had always imagined that how cool would it be if I, you know, were to grow up and have this book with my own name on it. So that became my very first childhood dream. And when I was working as a lawyer and was feeling really unfulfilled, I decided to pursue my dream of writing a book. And of course, that's a very big goal and a big challenge and a big dream. But on top of that, I decided to write my book in Korean and get it published in Korea because my experience of growing up to become bilingual and bicultural was profoundly important in my life and really shaped me into who I am today. So I decided to um, challenge myself to see if I can do that. And it was really interesting because my mom was so discouraging about this idea. And, you know, she would say things like, well, who do you think you are? What makes you think you can write a book in Korean and get it published? Um, you know, even people um, who get their PhDs in Korea, you know, it's hard for them to get their book published. And well, she had good points. Um, definitely the odds were against me. I was born in LA and I moved to Korea when I was about three years old. And I lived in Korea until I finished elementary school, so finished sixth grade and came back to Southern California when I was in seventh grade. So, you know, my formal education in Korea stopped at sixth grade level and I didn't really learn Korean um, or wrote a lot in Korean since then. So it made sense now looking back why my mom thought that was an impossible dream. And of course, I had no connection to the publishing industry in Korea. And my mom, of course, thought that, who's going to publish your book? Um, Yes, it's true that I didn't know how an aspiring writer in Korea would meet with their publishers who could potentially be interested in publishing their work. Here, at least in the U.S., we know that, you know, we need to find a literary agent who could pitch your work to publishers who could potentially publish your work, but I didn't even know how that worked in Korea. And so my mom had very valid points. Um, and the story as to how actually my book 
ended up getting published by one of the best publishers in the country is a story for another episode. But she did have valid points. You know, the odds were definitely against me. I was not someone who was qualified to write a book. You know, I didn't have a blog. I didn't have any followings. Um, I had graduated only sixth grade elementary school from Korea. And I didn't have any connection to the publishing industry in Korea. Like nobody was calling my name or knocking on my door asking me to share my thoughts or ideas or, you know, wanting to read my book at all. So basically there were like thousand reasons why I wouldn't be able to write this book and shouldn't pursue this dream of writing a book. But I had one reason, which is I wanted to do it. It was my dream. It was my childhood dream. And it was really hurtful that my mom was so against the idea. You know, she would say things like, stop wasting time and just focus on your work. And honestly, like I really have amazing parents. I often tell people that I've won the parents lottery. They've sacrificed so much for me. And my mom and my dad are the most loving and nurturing parents I've ever seen. And, you know, I'm so grateful to them. But on this dream of writing a book, my mom was so against it. So that was incredibly hurtful. And I would get into fights with her and I would cry. And I would tell her, even if everybody laughs at my dream, you should be supportive because you're my mother. And she would say things like, I really don't think you can do it. You're going to waste time and it's not going to work out for you. And my sister, on the other hand, was very supportive. And she said, you can do it and you're going to prove mom wrong. So you know, that was very demoralizing, of course. So to keep me going every night, right before I would go to bed, you know, when I close my eyes and try to go to sleep, I would visualize myself having achieved my dream. I know that can seem like woo-woo to some people, but I've heard that this is how top performing athletes in the world train to improve their game. So I was like, hey, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me and it doesn't cost me anything. So I would Every night I would visualize my book at a really big bookstore in Korea. Um, I didn't even know what it would look like because I hadn't written it yet, right? But it's just some vague image of how it might look like. You know, it was prominently displayed at a very big bookstore in Korea. And I would also visualize myself giving a talk in front of an audience uh, and sharing my stories of how I achieved my dream and wrote this book. And then the next day, I was motivated to take action towards my dream. So I would start emailing people, making phone calls, and taking the next step to move myself forward in the direction of being able to write this book and achieve my dream. You know, my dream was not to have my book read by a lot of people and become famous for it. My dream was actually just to write and to get it published. And just to know that I did it. And when I'm an 80-year-old grandma, you know, to be able to read it and to be proud and happy that I did this, I had the courage to pursue my dream and wrote this book and got this published book when I was very young. And I also thought that if just one person, after reading my book, you know, it helps this person to live their life in a more positive way or to be able to you know, help this person pursue his or her dream, then all the effort, all the incredible amount of effort that went into writing this book would have been worth it. And on the day that my book went to the printers, you know, I had been up all night doing last minute editing and I got like maybe like one hour of sleep at most. And I told my mom, I have achieved my dream. You know, I, my book is now going to 
be published and it is going to be a real book. So after my book got published, um, a lot more people than I ever expected read it and my life really changed. You know, I started to get invited to give talks at all these amazing places and I was invited to do a lot of press interviews. So yeah, so it was a really amazing experience and I saw that my mom started to brag to her friends. So I told her, you don't even have any bragging rights. You are not supportive of my dream. And then I was curious and I asked her, why were you so against it? And she apologized to me for the first time. She said, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I really didn't think you could do it. So I was trying to protect you from getting hurt. And at that point, I realized parents don't want the best for you. <laughs> parents actually don't want the best for their children because in order to be the best that you can be, you have to be able to take a risk. But because parents' job is to protect their children, if they see their children going down the path where the chance of failure in their eyes is too high, they will do whatever it takes to make you stop pursuing that path. And then I realized, wow, I'm so glad I didn't listen to my mom. <laughs> and even though at the time it was really hurtful, I started to understand that she is also a product of her time. And in her generation, stability and security were much more important than living a life on your own terms and creating your, your own future, which inevitably involves taking a risk. And this experience also reminded me of um, what the filmmaker Spike Lee talked about when I went to his talk at Tribeca Film Festival last year. He talked about how a lot of young people make decisions based on what their parents want for them. He said, parents kill more dreams than anybody. Parents kill more dreams than anybody. We feel the need to pay back for their sacrifices. So we choose a path not based on what we want, but based on what parents want for us. And this is very, very dangerous because I know people who did exactly what their parents wanted them to do, um, you know, pursue this path of stability and security and become lawyers and doctors and all these things, and then later resent their parents for making them do all those things because they are very unhappy and unfulfilled. Also, I want to let you know that when you have a dream, when you have a strong desire to do something or create something, it is because there are other people who you may not know yet who will benefit from what you create and what you do. So it's actually not all about you. Let me tell you a story. In one of the recent trips to Korea, I was having lunch at this pretty nice restaurant in Gangnam in Seoul. And during the middle of the lunch, towards sort of towards the end, um, this person, this guy comes up to our table and asks me, oh, are you Selena who wrote the book Live Your Dream? And of course, I didn't know who the person was. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I was so surprised. I'm not like a famous person. So, you know, this doesn't happen often. Um, and he was like, you know, I um, read your book many years ago. My book got published in 2012. So this was a long time ago. He said that, you know, I read your book, um, you know, when your book got published and I went to two of your talks and you have changed my life. Thank you. And I was so shocked to hear this, right? 
And he was telling me this story of how、um, at the time he was stuck in a job that he really hated, didn't know what to do. He knew that he was very interested in coffee and food. And had this dream of becoming a barista and working at a restaurant and really learning about the food and the coffee industry. But his parents and the people around him were very, very against it. So he was very demoralized and depressed and, and sad about you know, the situation that he was in. And then somehow he、um, read my book, came to my talks, and he had the courage to pursue his dreams. So now he is a barista. He was the manager of the restaurant、um, where I was having lunch at, which is actually a pretty nice restaurant. And he told me that I have helped to give him the courage to pursue his dream. And at that moment, I realized wow, if I had listened to my mom and agreed with her and told myself, oh, of course you're right, who do I think I am? Of course I can write a book, then I would not have been able to make an impact on this person's life. You see, it is just by chance that I met him, right? I, I didn't know <laughs> that I helped him、um, in that way. But how many more people? Maybe there you know, out there that I have not met who have been positively impacted by what I wrote and what I created. And of course, I get lots of messages from people、um, who are my readers and who listen to my podcast. So, you know, I share this story with you, not to brag because <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to do, but. To share with you that when you have this really intense, strong desire to do something, to create something, to pursue your dream, it's actually not all about you. There will be people who will benefit from what you do and what you create. So you have to overcome your fear and go after your dreams for those people who you will help and impact from what you create. So, you know, now it makes me think about. And reflect on my life. If I listen to my mom and agree with her,、uh, of course you're right. Like, who do I think I am? Of course I can write a book. Then I wouldn't be where I am right now. I would never have written the book, wouldn't have helped to change this person's life and also many other people's lives. I wouldn't have created the community Give One Dream, which has now grown into a worldwide community and inspires so many people around the world to achieve their dreams. I wouldn't have started this podcast and be able to share inspiring stories with listeners from over 60 different countries in just several months of launching the podcast. I also wouldn't be working as a career coach to help people find and do the work that they love and brings them joy. So please don't listen to your parents. <laughs> and I don't mean that to say, oh, don't listen to that you know, completely, but. Listen to them, but really think about you know, is what they're saying really true? And when your loved ones don't support your dream, it is very normal to feel really bad about your idea, your dream, and yourself. But how much power you give to these feelings is entirely up to you. So, let me recap、um, what I've learned in this experience in my life about how to pursue your dreams when your loved ones don't believe in them. So, number one, share your dreams with your loved ones and listen to what they have to say, and then decide if you agree with them or not. Remember that no one has thought about your dream more than you have. Just because your loved ones don't think it's a good idea, it doesn't mean it's not a good idea. And 
Just because they think you can't do it, it doesn't mean you can't. They actually don't know what you're capable of. And you actually don't even know what you're capable of until you try. Number two, remember your loved ones don't always want the best for you. As I shared with you earlier, parents' job is to protect their children. So if they are sure from their perspective that the path that you're about to pursue has a very high chance of failure, they will want to stop you from pursuing that path because they don't want to see you get hurt. Um, But that is not the way to live a life because In order to be the best that we can be, we have to be able to take a risk. And that is the only way we will see and know what we're capable of and to be able to create something amazing and achieve something amazing. I also want to share with you that, you know, when other people say you can't do something, they may also be projecting their own insecurities onto you. So when they say you can't do something, what they're really saying is, if I were you, I wouldn't be able to do that. But they are not you, so they actually don't know what you are capable of. You don't even know what you are able to achieve until you actually try it. So remember that your loved ones don't always want the best for you. Number three, find someone who will support you. So in my case, that was my sister. She really believed in me and my dreams and really helped me to go through this difficult time. And for you, it may not be family. It may be someone who is pursuing similar dreams or walking in similar journey. So go out and find your tribe. Um, If your dream is to write a book, perhaps you can join a writing group. And finding people who will support your journey is crucial in achieving your dreams because nobody can succeed alone and achieve dreams alone. Number four, just take the next action. As I share with you, um, in order to really... Um, prevent the negative thoughts from coming into my head and making me feel bad about myself and my idea. And second, guessing myself, I visualize every night the, the moment when my dream became a reality. So visualizing my book at a bookstore, visualizing myself giving a talk in front of audience as, you know, and sharing my story of how I achieved my dream. And as you know, all of that actually became a reality. And you may say, Oh, maybe you were always a person who were capable of doing that, but I was not. <laughs> it was just a dream at that time. So by visualizing, I was um, the next day when I woke up, I was very motivated to take the action towards my dream. You know, whether that was making a phone call, sending an email or flying all over the country to try to meet these people that I wanted to interview, which, um, by the way, was probably the hardest thing about writing this book, convincing people to join in your dream, um, which I will share in another episode. So just start doing it and just take the action towards the next step. Number five, when you have a dream, it is because there are other people who would benefit when your dream becomes a reality. So it is not all about you. You have to overcome your fear and go after your dreams for those people who you will help and impact from what you create. And I want to remind you, by doing what you love, you awaken and inspire the hearts of others. So there you have it. I hope my episode today was helpful to you. Um, If you have any comments or questions um, about what I've shared with you, your struggles in your journey, I would love to hear from you. 
If you want to see the show notes for today's episode, just open up your podcast app and click on today's show notes, or you can go to selinalee.co forward slash episode 15. That is C-E-L-I-N-A-L-E-E.co forward slash episode 15. And as I let you know earlier, I've also put together a free guide to the three steps to finding true career fulfillment. And you can also download it on my website. And please, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And while you're at it, I would really appreciate it if you can please write me a review. It really helps me to spread the word and get discovered by new listeners. For questions about my coaching or to reach out to me with any thoughts or questions about my podcast, you can also visit my website, selinalee.co, and I look forward to hearing from you. So thank you so much, and I'll be back soon with another episode. I hope you have a great week.